Hendricks Regional Health, your health care partner that has been nationally recognized for creating outstanding patient experiences, is proud to present Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. So many families plan these get-togethers during the summer, and it can be so much fun with all the great food. But if you're not careful, some of those celebrations of summer fun and sun can end up making everyone sick. My guest today is Sandy Benson. She's the infection preventionist at Hendricks Regional Health. So, Sandy, what is the first thing that you like people to know about food safety in the summer? There's so many picnics and people have potato salad and all this stuff out. What do you want us to know first and foremost? Melanie, you are so right. Food poisoning peaks in the summer months when the warmer temperatures cause food germs to flourish. So what I'm recommending is that uh, we follow these steps for a safe, enjoyable grilling season and picnic season as well. First of all, you want to separate your foods. When you're doing your shopping, you want to make sure you pick up your meat, poultry, and seafood last right before you check out of the grocery store. And you want to make sure you separate them from other foods in your shopping cart and your shopping bag. This guards against cross-contamination. You also want to make sure you chill. You want to make sure you keep meat, poultry, and seafood refrigerated until ready to grill. When you transport, you want to keep it below 40 degrees Fahrenheit in an insulated cooler. And then you want to make sure you wash your hands. Wash your hands with soap and water before and after handling raw meat, poultry, and seafood. You want to make sure you wash your work surfaces as well as your utensils. Very important. And then you want to make sure that um, you make sh- uh, clean your uh, cutting boards, separate those cutting boards, don't use the same cutting boards and plates for raw meat and poultry and seafood that you use for cutting up your vegetables. You want to make sure that you uh, clean off your surfaces, make sure your temperature, your food is cooked to the appropriate internal temperature. You want that temperature to get high enough to kill the germs that can make you sick. And the only way to tell if food is safely cooked is to use the food thermometer. You also want to make sure you put the food away. You know, don't leave the leftovers out. It's very tempting. Everyone's having a good time. Everybody's eaten and everybody forgets and we leave the food out. So you never want to leave your perishable food out for more than two hours. You want to refrigerate promptly and you want to make sure that you don't keep it left over in your refrigerator for longer than three or four days. So I want to start with the grilling because you mentioned a really good point I've been at parties where they bring out a cookie sheet with the chicken on it, and then they put the chicken on the grill, and then they put it back on that cookie sheet to serve. And I'm always like, ugh. So the grilling, utensils, cutting boards, the plate you bring it out on, different than the plate you bring it back on. Just go over a little bit of those grilling things again. Absolutely. When you grill, you want to make sure that you wash your hands first and foremost. When you're handling chicken, seafood, meats, things like that, you want to use separate plates. If you're preparing them, seasoning them, marinating them, do that in one container. And then when you apply them to the grill, put them on the grill. You take that cookie sheet, you take it back to the kitchen or whatever you use that uh, to contain that meat back in the kitchen and wash it with warm soap and water and clean it if you want to use the same uh, utensil. 
But if you want to have one separate utensil for food prep and one separate one to put the cooked food in, you can certainly do that as well. Very important to keep that separate. And you also want to make sure, again, wiping surfaces down. Sometimes we uh, put juices on the counter or we might have the the uh, wrappings from the meat and the foods. We leave those on the counter. You definitely want to throw those away in the trash and then you want to wipe your counter down, uh, wash it down very good and let it dry. And it's good that you mentioned the utensils as well because they sit out next to the grill in the sun and you've just turned the raw chicken with tongs and then they're sitting there in the sun. So that's something to watch out for. Now, dairy products. Okay. People bring salads, which could get wilty, but the dairy products, the potato salad and the egg salad and all of those things, they can go bad pretty quick, right? Very quickly. Um, What I recommend for most folks is you want to make sure that you're able to transport those things in a cooler where your temperature is at least 40 degrees Fahrenheit. And then you want to make sure that when you put them out, uh, you don't leave them out for any longer than two hours. Once uh, mealtime is over, you take them and you make sure you put them back in either a cooler where they can be at 40 degrees Fahrenheit, or if you're at home having a cookout, you put them back in the refrigerator. And you want to make sure that, um, you know, you have leftovers, and it's not unusual. Uh, It's okay to keep them in the refrigerator for two or three days to eat on them, but once that third day rolls in, you may want to consider discarding them. What if you were to keep the potato salad, like, in a bucket of ice, you know, the way you might keep shrimp or something on a bowl of ice or on a plate of ice. Does that help? That can help, but the problem with that is usually you're out of your element if you are picnicking in the park or if you're uh, elsewhere, you can't control how fast that ice is melting. You definitely won't don't want to put raw meat on ice or uh, cheeses on ice, not in a container. It's very difficult to keep to control the temperature of those things, yeah. but that is a method of helping things stay cool longer. You have to make sure you have your handy-dandy thermometer uh, to make sure that that temperature doesn't fall below, and you want to immediately cook or immediately serve. You don't want to trust your ice because if it's in 90-degree weather, that ice is going to melt pretty quickly. Well, it sure is. And I'm somebody who likes to put out smaller portions and keep refilling as opposed to putting out the bigger portion that just kind of sits out there. You mentioned cheese being a dairy product and all, but people seem to think that cheese is kind of indestructible. And can that grow bacteria too? Absolutely. Very quickly. If you think about it, cheese in order to make it, um, sometimes you need bacteria (laughs) to make the cheese itself. But basically, um, I do like to remind folks that uh, cheese, any kind of dairy product, will go bad very quickly, and uh, things grow uh, considerably. And then depending on your guest, if you've got babies, pregnant moms, uh, people that are elderly, um, just a little bit of uh, some of that bacteria can really cause a lot of uh, uh, discomfort. So cheese 
cheese is not infallible. You want to make sure you keep it as cool as you possibly can, 40 degrees, and you don't leave it out for longer than two hours. What about if you pre-grill something like you grill it partly and you're going to a party and you don't want to have to spend 40 minutes cooking a piece of chicken, so you sort of start it and then you bring it in a metal tin or something to put on the grill. Is that safe or is partial cooking transport and then finishing cooking not a good idea? Um, The only difficulty with that would be you'd have to really make sure that you maintain that temperature. And um, sometimes, you know, in the midst of the fun and the partying, um, if you're not uh, got your attention on your cooking and your food, it's very easy to contaminate or have your food to become contaminated. So cooking food partially and not letting all the bacteria get killed, um, you run a risk. You run a bit of a risk that the food will continue to cook a little bit. It'll start to cool down, which will make it a nice medium for bacteria. If you don't have that in a refrigerator somewhere, you're going to definitely uh, courting some issues there with uh, temperature. I usually will recommend that you go ahead and cook it in its entirety and then go ahead and reheat later partially cooking it and then finishing cooking it, you're risking uh, the potential for bacteria. People hear, Sandy, about um, E. coli, salmonella, all of these things. And even with spinach or salads, romaine recently in the media, vegetables, and nobody thinks of vegetables as being something that you really have to worry about. Does leaving them in the sun, and this is a myth I guess I want you to clear up, does leaving something in the sun, can that cause E. coli or salmonella, or is that something that had to come on it to begin with and it's a matter of washing or not eating it at all? The bottom line is, if you think about it, when you go to get your vegetables from the grocery store, if you're going and they're running water over it, um, you're not sure uh, that the uh, vegetables have been thoroughly washed, um, and then you're not sure what's happened in the transport of those vegetables. So that's the reasoning behind you want to go ahead and wash them again thoroughly when you get home. Uh, A lot of times people will buy a bag of vegetables and they'll say, oh, the bag says I don't have to wash them. They've already been pre-washed. Even if the bag says they're pre-washed, I highly recommend that you go ahead and wash them again. Leaving vegetables out in the sun, again, if you've got a 90-degree day, uh, longer than two hours, I don't recommend it. Bacteria pretty much can grow in any type of food source. And if you've got water hanging out on that, and most of us, when we eat vegetables, we usually have something else on that vegetable. We have a dip, or we might have uh, had lettuce, and we might have cut up a few things and added to that lettuce to make a salad. Well, those things, too, can promote bacteria as well. So when you make a salad, make it a, a rule. It's safer to put the salad out, let everyone enjoy it. When everyone's finished eating, you want to make sure that you put that salad away if you've got leftover salad within the two-hour time frame. And with any vegetables that you purchase from a grocery store, you want to make sure that when you get them home that you make clean them, you wash them, you dry them um, properly. Um, they can grow and do grow bacteria. 
because those vegetables, they take a pretty long trip to get to you to the grocery store from where they're coming from. Well, I think that's the main message is that we have to look at our utensils, wash our hands, not use the same sheets that you put your raw meat or fish on for cooking as the one you're going to use for serving and wash all your vegetables, even if the bag says all pre-washed. And it's really great information for all of food safety, Sandy. So thank you so much for being with us today. This is Health Talks with HRH, Hendricks Regional Health. For more information, please visit Hendricks.org. That's Hendricks.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for tuning in.